Stacy and I'm Norma and we're Black Girls with Accents. Welcome back everyone. Hello everyone. So we are on our fifth and final review of Steve McQueen's hit sensation Small Axe streaming on Amazon Prime and other platforms. So today we're going to be discussing the final movie film called Education. Yes. And this one was near and dear to Norma's heart. Uh, I have a lot of feelings about it too, but Norma, I'll let you jump in. I know I waffled on a lot uh, for episode (laughs) four, so go ahead and jump in. And we both have some similarities about uh, education in our own lives and what it means for us. But go ahead, Norma. Yes, so the fifth film is called Education, and it's about a young boy. I want to say he's about, he must be in middle school or going into middle school. And um, he's having uh, problems with reading. And I'm not 100% sure that a diagnosis is ever given during the film, but um, he's basically, he's in a, regular, uh, how do you say, general ed, general education. And from that school, he's moved to uh, a school that's specific for children like him. And only for us to find out that the school is like not a school at all. It's really just a, a dumping place for kids that they don't want to deal with. And kids with all kind of uh, um, educational or um, problems as they grow up are put in like behavioral problems are put um, in one space and not taken care of and um, the movie moved me a lot because um, my youngest son has dyslexia and that was just a process that you you really have to be there for your children and and you know the word fight is used often but fight and make sure that they get the services that they need and just keep a, an eye on how education is done for them. And so with this film, it was very hard to watch um, the child going through it and not even, and being put in that um, place uh, where they're not being attended to at all, but also watch the process of the parent, the mom, um, working mom, hardworking mom, and, a dad that also probably is working hard because we barely see him. Right. And when we see him, he do he's tired, he's sleeping. And right. so, so these parents that are working so much and to uh, the boy himself and then uh, a sister as a sibling and a boy who's trying to express to his sibling that he knows that something is going on. And um, just the process, just watching the family go to the point of acknowledging like, okay, there's something going on with my sibling, with my son, and I'm going to have to address it. And that was very emotional and moving um, to watch. Um, Yeah. I'll stop there for a second. No, it's great. Well, let's also, let me just kind of come back to a couple of things, especially about his, you know, domestic um, sphere. So like many parents of that, generation right yes 
they leave the decisions concerning the educational welfare of the child to the school because you have to think about it. These are parents from the colonies. We know that education is sacrosanct. That education is um, it's taken seriously because it's it's the key to social mobility, right? Mm-hmm. And so the mother or any parent from Africa, the Caribbean, South Asia, the thinking is when you the kid goes to school, the teachers know better. <clears throat> yes. And as a pupil, your job is to do your schoolwork and listen to your teachers and you know your obedience is 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 king and so yes. if the school says something's wrong the parent takes it for granted then that must be the case we do see her push back on it a little bit initially when the teacher or the headmaster calls her in to talk about it you know she does mm-hmm. ask some questions she didn't just just say oh okay she asked some questions, but given what the teacher says and given what we as the viewers have seen, we know that he needs some support. What we don't yes. know is that the children are, be, are being called um, subhuman or subnormal. <laughs> subnormal yeah. that's used, that we don't know. So initially we think, okay, yes, we do see that he's struggling and he probably might be better suited in a school that can best serve his needs. Although what unfolds is a space for children who might have just behavioural issues. Some kids that do have some learning challenges. It's just a hodgepodge of children, uh, but there's no care for these children. There's no teachers who are invested in trying to help them learn. There's a hilarious scene with this one, God knows if he's certified, teacher who's there trying to lull lull them all to sleep with his guitar. (laughs) Um, and even the kids are smart, bright enough to know they shouldn't be there. And as you yes. said, right, Kingsley says to his sister, I don't think this is, you know, I'm not learning it. This is doing cool. anything. Yeah. This is not. And the mom is at first dismissive, in part not because she's a bad mother, but she is, you know, working several, more than one job. Typical. She's working two yeah. jobs. And she has trusted the school that they are making the right decision but finally when um an advocate comes to the home and lets the mother know what's going on and this is due to some kind of convert uh, covert actions of like-minded educators black educators and psychotherapists or psychologists yeah. who recognize that there is this effort. And, and this is not just something that impacts black kids in England. Same thing happens in the United States. It continues to happen in both places. Everywhere. Especially with boys. Especially with black yes. males. It happens to, we see in the film, it happens to um, girls too, but especially with boys. Whereas other young men can be uh, labeled spirited, or yeah. precocious or <clears throat> other kind of language to explain their whatever behavior yeah. fill in the blank yeah. black children are intimidating intimidating or obstinate or um 
you know, labelled as being intellectually, they're just inferior. Difficult. Right, all this different la terminology, all this language is thrown on to black children who begin to sometimes absorb that. And especially yeah. if you're in a household where the parents don't understand or they're tired, they're not really listening, and they just dismiss the kid as just being, oh, you just don't want to learn, you just don't want to try, you're just being lazy, or you just... That then... Disobedient, yeah, uh, yeah. Impacts mm -hmm. the confidence of that child and their ability to express what they're feeling. Now, back in those days, the good old days or the bad old mm -hmm. days, people didn't have the, I don't think that they, they had the kind of intellectual toolkit to not only kind of self diagnose at home, but to recognize mm -hmm. the signs of what was happening. People didn't, you know, like you just didn't know. Clearly, there were lots of kids who had the same struggles, but some kids can mask it better than others, especially if they're very, um, we've spoken about this before, especially if they're very outgoing or they learn to kind of decode enough to get by. And so mm -hmm. they can go a couple of years without anything being um, made apparent. And in this case, because the young man likes to have a good time along with his friends and play around, he's an easy target he said to the school yes because maybe the teachers detect some learning challenges but also because he's seen as difficult but his friends are equally as um i don't know playful as he is but he's the black child yes. so we stand out more yeah 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 all all of it is very familiar and actually unfortunately with both my boys uh and they're years apart so it's very interesting um and i felt like i'm so emotional so i just want to clarify again guys we're talking about education it's the fifth film and it's a story of an everyday hard-working family and uh, their lives are disrupted when kingsley and he's a 12 year old and um, he's sent to school for those with special needs and then um, it reveals the disgraceful like you know way they're treating those children when they're put in those special schools where basically nobody's attending to them. Um, with my with with my oldest, he was very bright uh, and it was very clear from a young age. And still with him, I've had it in uh, when it's elementary school and always around that. I've noticed that for both of them, it's happened around the age like nine, 10, that a teacher had something to say about like, the either like outgoingness or like, you know, needing to calm down. And so I do see this turning point, like where like their bodies are getting maybe bigger and whatnot, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that there's, um, or whatever that, that childish face that they have that goes away, I guess. But people feel more that they need to behave a certain way. And it's exactly that, um, what you've pointed out that even with other classmates, uh, both my kids have often been the only one or one of few in their classes. And so um, it stood out to me, especially uh, with my with my eldest that I was like, wait, so you're pointing it out for him and he's actually a pretty mild mannered child. So are you, are you, and, but, and then knowing the friends and knowing maybe a wilder child from a different race that I'm like, never hear his mom saying that she has to come to school or, you know, like point yeah, anything out. And yeah. then, but he was very bright. So education part would never fall into it. And then we moved. So um, I don't remember that repeating. 
but then my youngest, um, we were, I was very much hand, hands on from a young age. So we were fortunate enough that from kindergarten, he's been in a school that's very, um, um, supportive of it's a, it's a school for children with, uh, processing disorder. And so his d- dyslexia, uh, falls right in there and then he has a good, just amazing years. But our fourth grade was the first time where we ran in, we ran into that type of teacher, a teacher that basically wanted me to like, you know, like, okay, time to fall in line. You cannot be as wild as, the other white boys or like and it was and it was said and and she would be condescending and he would often say that to me that she thinks that she that he doesn't get it but she's being condescending like he'll ask something and then she'll answer and then he'll say like i didn't know that and she was like well it's written on the board mm. and i'm like well it's written on the board it's not something you say to children who are dyslexic dyslexic and are are asking you for help and it's the tone. And so what I, what I loved when my son pointed it out to me that I was like, people think that they don't understand because they might not read as fast or, or not take a long time to process what they're reading. But then there's no mistake in tone. There's no mistake in, in the person's behavior or, or body language. Or, and I like that I, he clearly has that skill. Yeah, And so he was able to convey that back to me. And I spoke to the principal about it. I actually don't think that teachers at his school anymore. But that was something that really stood out to me for even in an environment that's very supportive and soothing and where we had no problems. There was still this one type of woman in there that was being very rigid with like the students of color, even though they're in yeah, had a yeah. Even though she knew what she was there for, and so in the film, it was very heartbreaking to see a child that's so familiar to me and that just needs the the support to learn in their own way to be put in a classroom with kids that have all these different needs and and then all of them not being um, tended to. And so, which is the the great part and still a part that I want to discuss on the podcast as well, is that when the trust is finally put into our own and, 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 and with our own, I mean, Black people, that point out that there's a different place for us to go. There's a different place for us to help our own children. And it's and the um, Kingsley starts to go to um, and I'm blanking on her name and I was so fond of her but she she goes to the the Marson yeah and goes to her house and uh, starts you starts learning in a way that is so uplifting and so um, it was just so warming to see because it is the way that my child learns as well. There's so many of the games that we play at home or while we're out at the street, just little ways to engage him and to get that reading going or get that mind going again. Yeah. And, um, and I'm tying in one more thing that it, although those children are not special needs, one of my friends has a, a play group and it's very small and there's, there's only, um, uh, black students and I just know that we often like shy away from like checking what our own are doing but her program is 
outstanding. Like every time she shares anything, I'm like, they're not even doing this at these schools that were, were um, you know, running after to get a spot in. And so I, I, I just hope that people more and more are open to conversations that other Black parents are having and just really share those resources and really look into them. Like we do know what we're doing. There's Black teachers and Black um, um, people with educations and that know what they're doing and are really setting up programs geared to our children to get the, the help that they need. And so I was very happy that that was uh, included in the film. Well, I think that, um, especially in light of COVID, it's probably happening more and more. It right? is. Because yeah. people are homeschooling. And if you're homeschooling with your family or your community, then that might mean it, it it's exclusively families of color. And that's not to say yeah. that there aren't setups where it isn't that, but I think that, that having the ability to control what your kids are learning makes a big difference because you yeah. know what they're not learning, right? You know what's not included. Um, and then also with the smaller classrooms allow, allows for every child's voice to be heard and allows for the lesson to slow down for those questions to be asked etc yeah. uh, and it and the tragedy of the film because i i have some other I, I i'm not willing to share everything but um i had a similar circumstance based on some behavioral issues that were as a result of my um home life and my parents and um when my parents uh, split up, that for me was, um, I don't want to say it was traumatic, but I wasn't dealing with it very well, I'll put it that way. Yeah. And so my behavior was not the best. Most people would not believe that, but my behavior was not the best. I was really <coughs> acting out, but it was acting out of, you know, just a child not understanding and frustration and hurt and feelings of abandonment and all that kind of stuff but not having the language to express what was happening because I just didn't understand what was happening. I didn't, I didn't understand any of this until I got older, but yeah. you know, my dad was working hard, just like the lady in the, the mum in the, in the, the film, in yeah. the film. And God knows he had enough on his mind didn't have enough to understand what was going on with me. And so the sad thing that can happen with kids who are deemed, trouble is that if that kid doesn't have an advocate or isn't able to sort it out on their own then that kid's um their future is really in jeopardy because unlike in the u.s in europe and in the uk you're tracked early so you're going to either be tracked to take your exams and go off to university college or university or you're going to be tracked and you're going to go off to some kind of vocational and the dad actually keeps saying oh just learn a trade and and there's nothing you know it's very respectable to learn a trade but he yeah. wants to be i think an astronaut yes he did. Yeah. so so he doesn't want to learn a trade and the mom is actually adamant that he has to go to school um, yeah. She doesn't want him to become an electrician or a plumber. She wants him to go to school. So in America, you do have the 
the option of vocational school or regular school, but it's not an either or kind of thing. It's an option for you. And it's a last stop for you if you've totally failed out, like you've just done it, you've never gone to class or while you've been there, you've never handed in homework. The goal is for you to get a, um, a diploma and then go mm-hmm. off. And and, it, and even with a really, really bad grade, you could still get into college here. Yeah. And still kind of turn it around. Much harder uh, in Europe and UK. So yeah, that kind of tracking really sets up what your life is supposed to be. And I know in my case, I was able to figure out, oh, no, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> yes. Wait, where Get are you putting together. me? What kid? What? Hey, hello. No, no. So I was able to figure it out and say, oh, no, 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 no. Luckily. Luckily. But a lot yeah. of other kids don't. They don't know how to figure it out. And that means then that it's... It doesn't mean that you can't make it, whatever that might mean for you. But it's ten times harder if you don't have that foundation and that's the tragedy in it all, that these kids were in a classroom for six hours a day doing absolutely nothing. And it would have continued nothing. on and on and on if not for the work of these black professionals, educators, yeah. who saw what was ha- happening to a whole generation of children, primarily black. Some white children were in there too. And then this also becomes a matter of class. And we see this here in America too, right? That if you have the time to take off of work, because for the mom, initially, she was kind of brushing it off because she didn't have time. She's tired. She's got to work. Like, what is it? So there's a constant irritation. But that irritation is not one, which I know very well, which is not one because she lacks love for her child. She's just harried. H-A-R-R-I-E-D. She's just tired and doesn't have the brain power to deal with something else. The fact that she's working yeah. two jobs says that they're scraping, perhaps to send money back home, perhaps money to build their new house or to also care for people um, back all home. These, so she all these all these ways that you're yeah, yeah pulled. Yeah, so she has a lot going on. But when it's brought to her attention, what's really going on, then she's able to advocate for her her child and make sure that he gets the care and the education that he deserves um mm-hmm. there's a there's a scene at the end where you have these parents kind of testifying these testimonies about their children right and this one man gets up and says my son went all the way through and he doesn't know how to read and yeah. that's the other side of the coin right the kid who then flies beneath the radar doesn't make any fuss. Just gets moved along. Yeah, teachers like him enough. He does just enough so they pass him. But and that's the other tragedy, right? That that no young person should leave school without a basic set of skills for survival. Yeah. Reading yeah. being one of them. And this happens uh, often as well. And, and sadly, educational system... Has n- is not that much better in um, some of the larger cities uh, in England. And I think that because there's a generational difference in terms of how parents perceive education and how they um, parent, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure 
when you were growing up, no one, your parent didn't have to ask you, did you read this? Did you read that? Did you hand this in? Or No, and not at all. I, I really bonded with what you said in the beginning and thinking of that parent that st- stands up at that meeting when he's like, he made it all the way through. I trusted them. And I can honestly say that it would have been my parents if they found out like, wait, what? Like she doesn't like I trusted you. They just trusted that I went to school and that I bring my record report card back for them to sign. Right. That's that might be the only time that they're like, wait a minute. What is and, you know, it used to be blue and red. And if you had some red on there, yes. you'd be in trouble. <laughs> yes. You're supposed to only have two red places. Yes. And right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That, that was really it. Same for us. No one ever said, where's your, did you hand in, and you know, like me, where I'm like, isn't your so-and-so due tomorrow? <laughs> I mean, there was none of that. None of that helicopter Mm-mm. tiger mumming. None of that. The expectation <laughs> is you get dressed, you go to school, you listen to your teacher, you do your work, you you get good, good marks, and, and that's it. That was that. Was I it. remember kind of losing my mind a little bit with, um, like, out of aggravation with Denisio um, when we were looking for college, and because he was very lax at one point, and I was like, "Dude, nobody looked with me at anything. Right? There was no nobody took me on a tour. Or like, this was decided together with friends. Same. <laughs> Not even. I, I was like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just totally different." Um, but you know, you can understand if coming from nations where, you know, going to school, you pay for school. So you can't take yeah. it for granted, right? That people are scraping their last or they're working to make sure that their to, children yeah. can be educated. So it's not something that you could take lightly. That the expectation is that you would not squander this sacrifice that someone is making for you. And yeah. so then it's different when you have a generation of people from the Caribbean who were born in England and so they're the first generation or maybe they're second generation and hey school is free and maybe they're young parents and they're not investing in education in the same way or they are feeling that well the system doesn't work it's broken anyway and that kind of despondency so it that then has led to I think a real um, thing. If things were already bad and you had these kind of schools going back, right, probably to the forties, mm-hmm. you had these kind of schools. It's kind of as you said, wastelands, dumping grounds. Then it, things are exacerbated when you pile on other social issues. Right, we have the same issues with incarceration. That you not as to the extent of what happens in America, but a lot of black men are in jail. A lot of single mothers, a lot of people have to collect from the state, you know, jobs or whatever. So all of that then leads to the same, you know, it's the same issues that we see in America and the same thing Mm -hmm. that we saw in the film in terms of labeling young black students, um, making assumptions about their, ability without actually going through the proper evaluation to determine if something is indeed um, a a miss. Yeah, but I've seen for my generation and the generation after me, when it comes to uh, Dutch education, is that like like for myself, for instance, from an early age, I knew that I liked writing. 
And I can still, on the top of my head, I can only pick two teachers, one in elementary and then one. Um, we don't necessarily call it high school, but I'm going to just call it that for the equivalent of it. Um, and she was the only one that, and she was my Dutch, so Dutch class, um, Dutch language class teacher um, that took like a real interest in me having that passion. Besides that, especially my high school years are kind of horrible. I'm just kind of just going through the motions. Uh, I feel like I'm putting on a, I've put on a lap, they put me on a level that I didn't deserve. I needed to be on a, we have different levels. And I, I honestly believe that I needed to be on a higher level. Um, and what happens is that if they put you on the lower level, it means that you have more years of school to attend to get to the degree that I wanted instead of putting me on the level that I think I was at. It would have cost me an, an extra a year of school and then eventually actually extra two years of school. Wow. And so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that was very demotivating and then I look at the generation behind me and they are more vocal about it like you guys are deliberately adding us like giving the recommendation for this particular level which drains us because it takes us longer to get to um university is and I call it, and then uh, so longer to get to the point where you can do your master's and and it's and this it's an easy thing you just take a glance the white kids are not Interesting. And so, yeah, and this, so it's so annoying that it always comes down to, like, um, and then they then they'll try to blame it on like, no, it's really how you guys learn, and I'm like, it's impossible because then these same kids become very innovative, clothing lines, um, and they do, you know they do all this stuff on the side, and I'm right. like, so people wouldn't come up with stuff on the side, uh, uh, sneaker stores. Uh, uh, DJing and all these event planning and I'm like it's because you don't make space for how they want to pursue their education and career you right. want them to do labor work right. blue collar work and then and so you recommend that so it's not the uh, uh, they call it school to prison pipeline but yeah. it's definitely to me the school to working Working class uh, pipeline. Don't don't dream too big. We're not we're not in the mood for you to try to become something. You know, isn't it sad that you hear this story all the time that the teacher tells you? In my case, I wanted to be a journalist. I knew from the age of like seven, eight, and I told a teacher when I was probably more like, I think thirteen. Someone came to school. Let's talk about careers because remember we finish early. Finish at sixteen. And mm -hmm. I remember the teacher or whomever saying, no, pick something else. And and most girls were going for secretary. <laughs> most girls were going for, because we weren't in London in, in a major city. Yeah. The dream was to get to get to London, but, you know, become a secretary and get to London. And I remember say, thinking, well, no, I said I wanted to be a journalist. I didn't say that back to her. I didn't say anything. But in my mind was like, well, I don't want to be a secretary. I want to be a journalist. That's what I said. Well, mine is interesting too. So but, she asked, he asked me. It was uh, my, I know my teacher, uh, Rob. And he said, he said, do you know what you want to be when you grow up? 
And in my head, I'm already getting ready to say, because at the time, I used to think I wanted to be a novelist. I, I hadn't put quite together that I wanted to do screenwriting. And so I'm about to say it. And he was like, keep in mind, most kids do what their parents did. He was like, that's just how it works. He said, like, you know how the baker, their son becomes a baker. They just take over the trade of the parent. So keep that in mind. And I'm, and I'm, I think I'm 12 at the time, 12 or 13, because it's right before we go into yeah. like what's middle school here. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I don't, my dad is a welder and my mom is a, um, a, hus- a hospital secretary, I guess. That's like. And I was like, I don't want to do either of those. I don't want to work at the hospital. I don't want to do that. And I'm sitting there and I said, I want to be a stewardess. And I always think back and I was like, because all I kept thinking was like, I'm going to get the hell out of here and right. see some other stuff. <laughs> like, And if you're telling me that I can't even answer you and say I want to be a novelist, then I'm, I'll take the job where I'm, I guess I'm serving people in the air, but I'm going to see something. Right, right, right. <laughs> but that right. was, he, yeah, he paused me and he was like, think about it. Most kids follow in the steps of their what, parents. Like, what dream killers? I mean, fortunately, neither of us listened. And I, and I, just ignored her. I remember I, I I made like a little magazine at school. Remember we used to have that. What's that called again? The blue paper. The the where you'd have to to make a copy. Oh yes. To, what's it called again? Yeah. The blue. I don't know what that's called paper. in English. <laughs> I can't remember, but you'd have to to make the copies carbon paper. Carbon yes, paper. Yes, the double. Make, yeah. And I just went ahead and I became a journalist and you know oh, I, I love I that. To do, but but. <laughs> It, it what really, is that called? I'm going to look that up. I it's carbon that. paper. Carbon paper. It's carbon, carbon paper. Carbon paper. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but it is sad that that a teacher should, you know, their place is, yeah, you want a kid to be realistic, but, you know, let them crash and burn. And, and then if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It's on the kid. I just think it's terrible that yeah. teachers crush the dreams of young people. You and I were both strong enough in mind to just ignore them and pursue our goals anyway. Um you said the oh, whole thing about... Oh, sorry, can I share this? Yeah, yeah. The biggest dream crusher I've seen was my eldest son's high school art teacher. Mm. And it was because um, Denisha wanted to... Uh, so it was Parsons and RISD that he could attend. And I told Denisha that if he wanted to go to RISD, we would figure it out and he, and he can go. And so he told that teacher and the teacher silenced the class and told the class, um, I want to point out that Denisha is about to make the biggest mistake of his life. That's what he t- and 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 for, for that, that he wanted to go to Risty and like crush them in front of the class. Wow. And then during graduation, they didn't mention they mentioned everybody's school where they were going, and they did not mention that Denisha was wow. attending Risty. One of the best art schools in the world. So. Yes. And I thought, I was like, but why? In fr-? And it, Denisha was also the first student from that art, from that school that got accepted into RISD. You would think that they would celebrate it because it's, it's at that time, it was, it's a public New York high school. It's a school full of kids of color. And they did not. Wow. He, he, he made it clear in front of the class to stop the class and embarrass Denisha and tell them, He's about to make the biggest mistake of his life, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, and then he came and shook my hand. And, um, and I, I just remember always kind of 
regretting like when Denise told me this I was like I should have put him in his place and yeah but at, looking back at like who he is he's an art he became an art teacher he used to tell Denisha a lot about like that he used to do graffiti and stuff like that and so I explained to Denisha that this might be a person who had a real dream and hope for being a big person in art and then it didn't happen and the, and he became an art teacher and I honestly do believe that he saw Denisha's potential he used to Pay, he used to pay a lot of attention to him, but there was a bitterness that he just transferred over into. Yeah, he projected yeah. his own. He just projected it on, and on yeah, him. and crushed him in front of the class, yeah. like stopped the class to point that out. And I was just like, now imagine if I was a, a mom like the mom in the film, who's busy, and I was. I'm working. I'm I'm busy, but I'm trying to make time to make sure that I'm there for in a way that my parents were not yeah. so I'm like let me go on these school tours let me stay present let me if he wants to go to the best art school college that he can go to let me make that possible yeah. well, and well, yeah that was I so that I'm like you, our kids just to know that our kids go through those type of things yeah outside of our view is is, is very hard well, I to tell you um, inside of our view I just did college tours the other day and you're going to laugh. And this is no knock to anybody that's on here who may not have been the best student. So, you know, they see a black family. Oh, and the dad's there too. Or maybe he's the uncle or the brother or special friend. They don't know. But they see a unit of some sort. So, oh. I have a lot of questions. But I don't ask the questions. I let them waffle on. So, after the tour, the woman says... So, we have, um, she says, we are kind of changing things due to COVID. We're asking about the testing, are the standardized tests um, required? Some schools are waiving them. Some schools still like you to submit them. And so we're asking because my daughter's taking the test regardless. And she says, oh, well, yes, we're waiving the test, but by all means, if you've taken it, send it in. But just so you know, um, you know, we are mindful this has been a difficult year. But regardless, we, your grades have to be um, at a 2.0. A <laughs> 2.0? That's what we're striving for, lady? I thought... No, that is not a selling pitch. Like, I don't know if that's, you know, if most families that come in, that's what, you know, piques their interest. I don't know if she says it to everybody. I don't know if she assumes because we're a family of color. I don't know. I didn't bring any of that to the table. Did you repeat it to her? Did you I say 2.0, ma'am? I, I um, smirked. I know, my, you know, I'm very expressive. I smirked. Like, what? Then I started my line of questioning. When I started my line of questioning, she could tell, oh, wait, I'm not dealing with who I thought I was dealing with. At one point, just to be like facetious, I was like, can you tell me the amount of your endowment? And she was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I was like, you have the wrong one. But yes. can you imagine a 2.0? This is not junior I'm so college. not expecting you to say that, so I'm so blown away. <laughs> a 2.0. A 
a 2.0. Like, I'm like, who much, has less? <laughs> I'm how sorry. How much lower can we start the bar? Like, seriously? Like, that's not a selling pitch. That's not. It is not. Not at all. So I, I, they go the other way, right? That they can go the other way in, in terms of their, um, again, the prejudgment about what we come in with. You know, my, my daughter's, yeah. she had a terrible class last semester that killed her GPA, but she has a, a 3.4 right now, but she's usually, yeah. she's usually around a 3.7. Um, yeah, 2.0, uh, as the young people say, no ma'am. No, ma'am. No, oh, ma'am. Talking to, yeah. wrong, talking <laughs> to the wrong family here. That's We're not in the 2.0. That's not what we... Not, just based on her capability. Everybody's different. I mean, I wasn't yeah. the best student uh, when I was younger. Um, I, you know, hold a PhD. I'm a full tenure professor. So, you know, you, you, you don't know the capability of a young person unless you take the time to invest in them or unless they kind of get it together on their own and and do what's necessary yeah. and you just can't count out young people um they are they will surprise you at every turn they definitely will and even children with um uh, a disability or like they do better. you know like they do better. If i see it with yeah yeah definitely like i see i see it with uh, with my youngest and i see it with his uh, his friends and and peers like they might have their um whatever special and um, educational issue, but just you spend time with them, and they are some of the brightest people I've met in the, or talented, like wise too, like and like with uh, in the arts with drawing and stuff. Yeah. But besides the arts part, there's um, uh, there's one particular uh, friend that my son has that has like a deep dive into um, like trees, like fl- flora and fauna. And the way he speaks about it, I'm like, I just know in my in my heart, I'm like, this boy is gonna like find some solution for something one day because right. the, in, he knows this in depth, and yeah. that is just not something I've ever taken the time for. So, yes, I'm I'm uh, general population uh, smart enough, but I'm not, and he might not be able to read fast, but don't let him. Don't let him battle me on some floor and fauna. Like <laughs> right, he's like, right, right. He will knock me out of the park. And so I've noticed that, that I'm really starting to enjoy the way these children on an individual level show like this, like amazing skills. But like, that, yeah. But that only comes as a result of advocacy and parents who have the time, the resources, the intellect, right? I had to advocate for my daughter as well. Yeah. Um, for services and that only comes from you know there's a it's not just a class thing but it's also understanding the system understanding what to fight for you know being present for the meetings not taking mm-hmm. not just accepting certain behavior like there's a lot that goes into it so you the parent and going back to the film the parent needs a temperament for that right mm-hmm. because it's a, it's a, it can be a lot to deal mm-hmm. with and knowing who to talk to and all of that. Um, so yeah. in the film, at least, he gets what he needs. And, and, and like the young man you're talking about with the flora and fauna, you know, he's heavily into space and astronauts. And we are heartened at the end of this film because it seems like he might just get there. Yeah, which is wonderful. Yeah, definitely. 
I can't wait for these. I want everybody in the world to see this series of Small X. It was just such a joy to watch. I, I harassed my parents until they, <laughs> until they, I was like, they were like, where, where can I find it? They're in the Netherlands. So I was like, let me find out. And I went out of my way and made sure they got to see it. And like my mom really uh, lit up. My mom actually did like a whole deep dive after that. She now on Saturdays follows on YouTube class with Dr. Carr, I think it's called. Okay. I actually like really well, enjoy uh, her. Howard? Said it again? Uh, on YouTube at Howard, because he's the chair of the um, Black Studies Department at Howard, my alma mater. Is that who? Yeah, Carr? that's who. Yeah. yeah. And like, I like, she every week she's like, you should come to class with Dr. Kai. And I just think it's very interesting because I, I, I had never heard of it. I'm, I'm, I'm here in America. And, and so I just love how That's that, like, great. she just, yeah, just, just a new light. And she, she tunes in every week and then she wants to talk to me about it. And she just it. feels like she's learning so much and I'm I happy. I'm happy to see that. See, yeah. It's never too late. It's never too late. The icing on the cake. Well, that's a beautiful. So I don't. I don't even want to sully that. But I just wanted to shout out John Boyega, who won a Golden Globe for he Red, did. White, and Blue. No, so <laughs> over the moon for that. I mean, yes. Um, what's his name? From uh, Daniel Kaluuya won for uh, Jesus and the Black Messiah, but that was not a British-made film. Although he is a black British uh, actor but I was really happy to see small acts get some recognition even though Steve McQueen didn't win for um best film but it's okay BAFTAs are coming up and many more award shows are coming up so hopefully they will be recognized by their peers because it's so mm -hmm. uh, they're so deserving so um we thank you as we wrap up this uh, mini series review of small acts we hope that you will watch one through five and listen to our podcast We've got some really exciting things happening and we yes. enjoy doing this and we know we really enjoy your feedback so thank you for listening thank you to all and everyone who's been sticking in there with us and i we really love uh seeing all these different countries and places and people tuning in tuning in and listening to us on this podcast so thank you for that and yeah, keep shout, hanging with us yeah <laughs> shout out to i think we have switzerland and mexico and uzbekistan and singapore where else like yeah obviously oh. the netherlands and canada many 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 and i i'm gonna do a proper shout out on instagram because okay. I was really moved and blown away to see these countries pop up and I was just like, who is listening? This is wonderful. So thank you for hanging in there with us. But they're out there. Thank you. Bye Next bye. time. Bye-bye. <laughs>